Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. America and happy Tuesday. Looking forward to a great show with you today. Always appreciate when you guys tune in and listen. Hey, we got a great special for you today. It's one that we did for the television. We've now adapted it for the podcast. You're going to love it. The ESG movement, the environmental social governance movement in America. It's growing in corporate America. It's growing in boardrooms. It is a injection of liberal politics into places that are supposed to be bipartisan. We've got an all-star lineup led off first by the great governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt. He's going to tell us what his state's doing. We're going to go to other states where they are scoring victories, pushing this back, banning the companies that dare to put ESG into the boardroom or into the financial institutions. Florida, among the leading experts on this, Oklahoma, Florida, so many. We're going to cover all of that in today's special right after this. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. 
I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money-back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order, plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick house nutrition and of course field of greens all you got to do to take advantage of this offer visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code just news that's promo code just news at fieldofgreens.com don't wait go to fieldofgreens.com today use the promo code just news for 15 percent off The push for ESG, social credit, and the new cancer culture. I'm your host, John Solomon. Tonight, in partnership with our sponsor, Heritage Action for America, we're going to explore how liberal activists and their allies in U.S. financial institutions are pressuring to reshape corporate America and enforce a newfound form of cancer culture on the American people. Instead of products, customers, and return on investment, these activists want companies to focus instead on environmental, social, and governance issues. In other words, the liberal policy agenda of the Democratic Party. You may have heard of the acronym ESG, but could still be wondering, what does it mean? And if that's the case, you're not alone. In fact, about one in four Americans incorrectly believe the letters stand for earnings, stock, and growth. Sounds reasonable. Just 24% of uh, retail investors who were surveyed recently could correctly define what ESG investing stands for. What is it? It stands for environment, social, and governance. The letter E covers a liberal policy agenda to eliminate fossil fuels in favor of subsidized energy sources like solar and wind and force the filing of public climate change disclosure forms. The letter S represents the liberal goal of social change that imposes critical race theory, pro-abortion policies, and transgender activism within the workplace and in schools. And the G, well, it's all about meeting employee race quotas, setting funds aside for ESG goals, and social credit scores for further financial approval. Tonight, we're going to hear from political leaders and experts who say the ESG agenda hurts employees, customers, employers, retirees, and outside investors alike. And it looks an awful like, a lot like the Chinese social score system. You also will hear about the efforts from grassroots activists and political leaders in states like Florida, Oklahoma, and elsewhere, where efforts to defeat ESG are well underway. Now, we always want to thank our, our friends at Heritage Action for America for partnering with us tonight so we can have this essential conversation. Now, earlier this year, Oklahoma's Republican Governor Kevin Stitt created waves across the country by signing into law a major anti-ESG bill called the Energy Discrimination Elimination Act of 2022. This act will, uh, will now require the state of Oklahoma to disassociate from financial organizations that boycott the energy industry. And we're lucky enough to kick off tonight's conversation with Governor Stitt. Governor, great to have you on the show, sir. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with everybody tonight. 
Yeah, such an important conversation. And you guys in Oklahoma, you're leading the way. You, of course, have one of the most important energy industries in the country. 6% of your jobs, I think, come from the energy industry, about uh, triple the average in other states. Why is this legislation that you signed so important to the people of Oklahoma? Well, first off, when you think about every president of the United States since 1973 has had an energy independence policy. In other words, let's meet the needs of Americans with our own companies, our own resources until this administration. And what do they do? They cancel the Keystone Pipeline. They make it impossible to drill. They're pushing these ESG policies. And here's the problem. It's costing inflation. Everything is costing more. And so we're tired of uh, these 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 companies, these these large banks and these investment houses taking pension funds and instead of focusing on returns, focusing on these ESG policies. And as a state, we're not going to invest with them if they're going to be attacking our way of life and if they're going to be attacking our energy industry. And I also like to point out is Oklahoma, uh, we we're number six in oil production, number four, natural gas, but we're also number two in wind energy production. We've got some of the cleanest water, cleanest air in the country. We're, we think you have to have an all of the above approach uh, to have a robust energy grid. And so these guys have their head in the sand when they think that you can buy oil from Russia or people that don't like us very much to meet our needs or get or, or pushing these, these uh, ESG policies. It just doesn't make common sense for most Americans. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And uh, when you look at what ESG basically paints, it has this utopian goal. Then in a few short years, we're going to have everybody with electric vehicles, no fossil fuels. But the grid, uh, the technology, the capabilities, the cost all make that unrealistic in the short term. How do uh, governors like you educate the public about the fact that that goal is way farther off in the future than the Democrats appear to acknowledge? Yeah, I mean, I, I tell people all the time, if you remember the polar vortex that happened, we had this extreme cold weather uh, in the Midwest and and 40% of Oklahoma's energy comes from uh, renewables. And we're one of only four states that can say that. Uh, but during that cold uh, spell, you know, the turbines were frozen. We had natural gas that was kind of frozen. And so we normally are less than 5% coal in Oklahoma. We went to like 55% during this two week period. And I tell young people that uh, if you, we wouldn't have had coal in Oklahoma, they couldn't have watched TikTok for two solid weeks. <laughs> and, you know, that's funny, but it's also so yeah. important for us to educate, to have a reliable energy grid. When you plug your electric vehicle in or you turn your light switch on or charge your cell phone at night, where does that come from? It comes from an all of the above approach. And you can't have an honest conversation without talking about clean and burning natural gas and what that means at an all above approach. And so Oklahoma does that better than anybody. We've reduced our carbon emissions in Oklahoma three times the national average because of clean burning natural gas. Um, but really these points, we're not gonna invest with companies that are attacking our, our industry. Uh, and why would an investor not want you to be focused on returns and focused on more, more of these social issues? Uh, it just makes no sense to uh, average Americans, and we're pushing back. We're not gonna we're not gonna do business with people uh, that that don't promote our assets. I'm the governor of Oklahoma. I'm trying to make my state a top ten state and protect our our industries here. Yeah, and you have a group of CEOs who maybe some of them don't share the ESG uh, value system, but they're feeling that pressure from these activists, investors, these big hedge funds, and others that are carrying this out. What message do you send to corporate America for those CEOs 
uh, who are in the middle on this on this debate really don't want to go this direction. I guess you have their back, don't you? Oh, we 100 percent do. And, and I think you're seeing it down in uh, Texas and some other other conservative states. We're getting bolder and bolder of just talking common sense. And, and so I just appreciate you guys highlighting this issue because I, I don't think, um, you know, a, a retired teacher or law enforcement wants to understand that their pension funds are going to invest not based on returns, but based on what the CEO's, uh, you know, buddies are talking about a Paris climate agreement. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. They're getting out of their lanes. And in Oklahoma, we're not gonna allow that. We're not gonna do business with folks that are attacking our assets and our industry. So uh, it's really, really simple for me. Uh, 90, I mean, over 90% of Oklahomans agree with me on these issues. And I'm gonna keep talking about it, being bold. Uh, let's just meet the needs of Americans with our own resources. Yeah, exactly. That's the first and most important goal. We got about a minute left, so I want to ask you about this. Uh, I've seen you more than any other person in the country really make this point really clear. These new regulations, these new strategies, they're going to come at a cost, not to the government. They're going to come to a cost to everyday investors, pension fund, uh, people have their pensions, and everyday retailers and customers. That message needs to get out, right? These regulations always trickle down to the everyday American, don't they? Absolutely. Listen, here's here's what I try to explain, explain to people. I mean, I, I come from the business world and the big businesses can survive more regulation. The same people that the left thinks that they're they're telling people that they're helping, they actually harm. Uh, it's 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 40 year high in inflation. My grocery bills are more. My gas bills are more. All these policies trickle down and hurt the middle class more than anything. And so that's what people don't understand. When you when you don't have a free market and you've got a heavy-handed regulation that's picking winners and losers, it harms the poor, it harms the middle class, it harms entrepreneurs and new in, new uh, entries into the market. And that's what's wrong with with big heavy-handed regulation from big government. And that's why we believe in smaller government, free enterprise, lower taxes, the freedoms, equal opportunities for everybody. Uh, we can't have equal outcomes, and that's what the left tries to push with the social justice stuff. Uh, we need to have equal opportunities, and that's the way we are in Oklahoma. Is I want everybody to be successful, but I'm not going to pick winners and losers and try to uh, put my thumb on this industry or that industry. Uh, that never works. It hasn't worked in the history of the world, and we need to wake up. And, uh, and push backs against some of this stuff. Yeah, we, we do. Well, one thing the Oklahoma citizens know, well, you're there fighting for those freedoms and, and to keep this common sense approach to governance instead of this new era that the left is bringing in. Governor, it's a great honor to have you on the show. We're going to keep an eye on Oklahoma. You're leading the charge on this. A lot of people are watching and learning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you on, sir. All right, folks, when we come back, the next speaker of the House of Florida is going to be joining us uh, to further our discussion. You're going to hear what state legislatures are beginning to do to fight the ESG, just like what the governor was talking about. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure 
that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner, and bam, your home is not in your name, and all of a sudden, debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Welcome back, everybody. Now more than ever, the push for ESG has been about the control of the purse strings of capitalism while promoting the latest form of cancel culture. Now, joining us now is a state representative who's going to be the next speaker of the Florida State House. We're very thankful for his work. He's been taking the lead on fighting ESG in the state legislature. His name is Representative Paul Renner. Representative, great to have you on the show today. Great to be with you, John. Before I get into the solutions that you're really working on and creating a model for other states, tell us what uh, ESG is really doing to the American experience. What is its threat to the American experience? I think it's really three very, very big things. One is it's driving up our costs. We're in an inflationary period and ESG lurks behind that in part. It's also a threat to our national security, undermining our energy security, our food security, our mining uh, capacity to mine uh, critical elements for production, and also significantly a threat to democracy. So that when we the people vote to go in this direction, the global elites that, that control massive amounts of money are influencing the Fortune 500 companies to go in an exact opposite direction, in a woke direction. Yeah, such an important. Those are three big ticket items for sure. Um, as we go through, tell us a little bit about what you hope to accomplish in the state legislature. What will you be able to do to take on the federal government and actually push ESG back into a box? 
Well, I think the first thing is is how the pension fund is invested. And I've learned, uh, unfortunately, that Florida has participated either wittingly or unwittingly. The, the pension board has invested in, in some of these uh, efforts to, for example, to elect the activist board members for Exxon, who then in turn shut down American energy capacity that ultimately went to China conveniently owned by BlackRock, the same people that were advocating for those activist shareholders. And so first and foremost, we put guardrails around our pension and make sure that they can only invest based on rate of return. Look, we have conservatives and liberals in our state. I'm gonna be defending in the in this House and the, and the Senate and the governor are gonna be defending everyone's pension. That's their money, not ours. And it should be invested based on, upon rate of return and rate of return alone. Yeah, that's that's what investments have always supposed to have been about. We, all this other stuff seemed to be a, a recent add-on for the woke left. I want to turn a little bit to your, uh, I mean, Florida has been a model for so much of the revival of federalism, of state rights. It seems to me that once you get the model in Florida, you're going to take this to other states, try to build a coalition, right? That's exactly right. I think, John, what we start with is principles. If you're familiar with the Chicago principles for free sure. speech, we develop those for pension and make sure that we depoliticize state pension boards around the country, have red states, uh, like-minded states join us in that effort. And then once we do that, we'll have an amount of money that will start to see a pushback against this ESG uh, effort that is that is really driving policy, no matter what the people of America vote for. And that's the real, the real threat of ESG is it's a threat to our democracy and the consent of the governed. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Florida is big enough on its own to get everybody's attention. But is there a special number uh, in terms of size of pension funds that you think will get Wall Street to really pay attention? Well, look, our, our pension fund is in excess of $200 billion. I think, you know, when you get to the trillion dollar mark, uh, even in Washington, D.C., that's real money, although you wouldn't know it from what they've been doing recently. <laughs> but true. I think we need to get a critical mass of, of state uh, pension dollars. And again, this is not to weaponize for the right necessarily. It is to depoliticize our pension and to do so very aggressively and say uh, to these these companies that we're not going to stand for uh, continued participation that runs counter to American values. So it goes beyond that to, to starting to cut off their ability to, for example, hold state state dollars in our uh, depositories. And so if a bank is, is woke and an ESG bank, you know, we don't allow them to uh, to process all the state dollars that are coming through, the revenues that are coming through the state coffers and make sure we're doing business with people that reflect American values. Yeah, that's the key. And and as uh, as the education campaign has grown and Americans now understand what ESG is, uh, it seems as though the liberal advocates for this policy approach are starting to rebrand. They're trying to get rid of the labels while keeping the policies. How are you fighting that? And what are some of the rebranding efforts you're seeing? Well, they're not going to get away with it. This is a, a tactic of the left to change the language, to tell us what we can and can't say. And this is just, you know, when something becomes unpopular and the stink gets on it because it's been exposed, they just change the words. Well, we're not going to let them get away with that. And so I think we'll be successful in, in just pointing to the fact that this is not about, you know, a good environment. We're all for a good environment. This is about very aggressive anti-American efforts to politically induce an energy crisis in this country. Uh, food crisis, as it's happened, you've seen in Sri Lanka, you've seen in Holland where there have been riots and protests. Right. That's coming to America unless we push back effectively against this. And I don't care what they call it, we'll, we'll make sure we push back. 
Yeah, that's the key. Um, it, when we take a, a look at corporate America's over-politicalization, putting politics ahead of consumers, the poster child sometimes is pointing to right in the middle of your own state, Disney. Do you think Disney's learned anything from all the work that Florida has done to isolate their silliness? And at what point do investors for Disney say, enough's enough, we want to get back to return on investment, not loss on politics? I think it had a huge effect. You saw what Netflix did just a few weeks later where their, some of their woke employees said, look, we want this content off, we want this content on, and try to dictate what consumers can see on Netflix. And thankfully, I think post-Disney sent a clear signal, and the Netflix uh, leadership said, if you don't like it, you can find another job. So I think it's already had a major effect, and I think our efforts in Florida that I uh, described will have a significant effort because many of these uh, board members, many of these employees and companies are frankly being held hostage by a massive amount of money that's larger than the economy of the United States where they own or have a controlling interest in the S&P 500 and the Fortune 500. And so we need to make sure that, that those people are free to make decisions that are good for their business, that provide goods and services in a way that, it, that reflects uh, their values and not global values. Yeah, that's the way it just used to be in the not so recent past. It's good to see someone pushing back to get us where we belong. Representative Renner, what an honor to have you on. We wish you luck. Congratulations on the speakership next year. We're going to be following what you're doing. Thanks, John. Great yeah, to be with you. Great honor to have you on. All right, folks, we're going to take a commercial break. Don't go away. We've got some really great guests coming up, including a CEO and author who shares his perspective on ESG. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. 
Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Welcome back, everybody. Now, we've had a chance to take a look at how states are fighting back against the ESG movement with their legislatures, with their governor. Now we're going to turn to the private sector and take a look at the efforts there to push back against this extraordinary movement. Joining us right now is Andrew Puzder. He is the author of The Capitalist Comeback, one of the great books. It was back in 2018, still relevant today. He's also best known for turning around Carl's Jr. and Hardy's restaurants when he was their CEO. Andrew, great to have you on the show today. Uh, great to be here, John. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an honor. People are fascinated what you've done. You've gone into the free market and you've created an anti-ESG exchange traded fund. Actually, seriously, tell us a little bit what motivated you and what the reaction's been in the marketplace. Actually, Dave and Diane Black started this. Dave was a uh, uh, was an entrepreneur, started a medical testing company, did very well. Diane, his wife, was the um, chairman of the House Budget Committee that got the Trump tax cut through. So good, good people. Uh, they, they started a rating service back about 10 years ago that ranked companies on a scale of one to five, uh, from very liberal to very conservative, uh, so that consumers would know what companies to uh, to shop at and where to put their loyalties. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, they decided to, in effect, monetize that system and come out with products so that people could invest consistent with their values. You know, we're, we're really in a at a point in time where where conservatives can't do business, they can't invest, they can't even contribute to charities as they used to, uh, because a group of uh, misguided elites uh, has has uh, that that are advancing a what's called ESG, an ESG form in, of investing, which is really a neo-Marxist form of investing, and they've kind of taken over the financial sector so that the companies we used to trust uh, to act as prudent investors with our funds are no longer doing so. And uh, we certainly never expected him to act as political activists or as leftist crusaders. So we came up with a few products, one of which is called Shareholders First. And it's an index we have that only uh, invests in companies that are rated neutral on that one to five scale, liberal to conservative. So they're, they're companies that don't pursue political objectives. ESG investing is all about accomplishing liberal political objectives. But the right objective is to concentrate on returns for investors, returns for shareholders. And our theory is that companies that focus on profits rather than politics are going to be more profitable than companies that focus on politics rather than profits. So we put profits over politics and our shareholders first index, which has done very well, uh, is uh, is the result of that uh, of, of that process. What, what an amazing idea. Companies focusing on their bottom line, their services, their products, and their customers. That used to be the way things were. Um, what's happened in the boardrooms? What has happened to these CEOs and chairmen that they allow their companies to get dragged into political uh, uh, debates that have nothing to do with their products, their customers, uh, or, or what they're paid to do? 
Well, there's probably a couple explanations for it. One is that they're true believers. I mean, if you look at Disney and what Disney has done to its business, uh, you know, here's a company that's supposed to be appealing to women, kids, and families, and they're out there making a big deal, objecting to a bill that said you can't teach kids uh, about sex before the third grade. I mean, I, you know, how on earth is that consistent with their uh, with their financial objectives? And you see, you see this company. You know, they take a tremendous hit to their stock. I mean, it went down significantly. And it's not because they have bad theme parks. They have good theme parks. It's because they take these political positions, which they really didn't need to take. I think a more a more impactful thing than just CEOs being true believers is the pressure that that is placed on these CEOs by these huge, huge financial firms uh, that invest billions and billions of dollars in other people's money, such as BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. Those three firms alone manage about $22 trillion in assets. That's that's wow. more than the annual GDP in the United States. This is an, an amazing amount of stock. And in fact, if you add their shareholdings together, they are the largest shareholder in 80% of the companies in the S&P 500. If you just look at BlackRock alone, and BlackRock's really become the, you know, the poster uh, ESG company out there. If you just look at them alone, they manage about $10, $11 trillion in assets. And they are the first, second, or third largest shareholder in 80% of the companies in the S&P 500. And they vote those shares uh, you know, very vigorously to accomplish these leftist uh, socialist goals, such as net zero carbon emissions, critical race theory, HR policies, that's the S and ESG social, uh, or governance policies that put people on boards of directors based solely on their race or their sex, not their qualifications, yeah. not their merits, not their character, but just race and sex which by the way is something I fought against my whole career. I don't know how this became the in thing to do. In any event, BlackRock votes its shares in favor of these policies. And if, for example, in Exxon, we saw a, uh, a a very small hedge fund that owned very little Exxon stock uh, moved to put some environmentalists on Exxon's board. That's right, they wanted to put environmentalists on the largest American you know, fossil fuel company, largest American oil producer. Uh, and the largest oil producer in Texas. And uh, and with BlackRock's votes and Vanguard's votes, they actually successfully put these environmentalists on the board. So they use their voting power uh, to to affect who's on the board. And then they meet with the, the management of these companies and they say, look, you know, if you don't follow these ESG policies, you know, you may have a problem like Exxon did. You may find out that, that we're voting in your, in your election against your directors, uh, which obviously is going to have an impact on management of those companies. And then uh, you have to keep in mind that uh, CEOs are always uh, rewarded. They're always encouraged to see their stock go up. And if BlackRock, State Street and Vanguard, if they buy your stock, even if you're underperforming, your stock's going to go up because they create huge demand for stock. If they dump your stock, even if you're underperforming, your stock will go down. So these, these financial firms have yeah. incredible power when it comes to directing the policies and the initiatives at, uh, at American private sector companies, and they're using it. It's been very effective. Yeah, the CEOs are often in a, between a rock and a hard place. We've got about 45 yeah. seconds left. Just real quickly, Whole Foods CEO, departing CEO John Mackey, said the other day, the socialists are taking over corporate America. What's your thought on his sentiments there? Well, he, he was talking about ESG investing. If you read, if you read yeah. John's statement in total, he's talking about uh, these CEOs being pressured to do what the left wants them to do. Elon Musk came out and said that he was convinced ESG was the devil incarnate. 
I mean, the, the, the CEOs will tell you that this is an evil, terrible thing, and they're being forced to focus on things other than the interests of their investors and shareholders, and that's going to destroy our economy. That That's socialism in sheep's clothing. Uh, there's just no doubt about it. Yeah, well, thank God you started some efforts now to push back, and of course, your book was a great harbinger of things to come. Andrew Pfizer, what an honor to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, John. A pleasure to be here. And by the way, we have two ETFs people can purchase publicly. One's a pro-life ETF, L-Y-F-E, and the other is a civil safe society ETF. It goes against things like defunding the police and open borders, and that's E-G-I-S, and both of those are available publicly. You know, you can anybody can buy them on Ameritrade or Charles Schwab or whatever you use. It's pretty exciting, a whole new parallel economy being born before our eyes. Great stuff. Good to have you on today, Andrew. Thanks so much. John, pleasure to be here. Yeah, you as well. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, the state treasurer from West Virginia, who has been fighting uh, using the state powers to get corporations to either stop uh, their attacks on energy or leave the state. We'll be right back with that story after this commercial break. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back, everybody. Over the last year, we've seen so many states uh, fight the federal government and exert, exert state rights to try to free liberty back up for their residents. West Virginia is on the front lines of that, and its treasurer has been a champion of fighting the ESG movement at the federal level. Uh, he's made, creating an extraordinary record in that fight. He is Riley Moore. Treasurer Moore, great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's amazing to see what's been going on in your state. West Virginia's passed major legislation to fight ESG. Uh, you yourself have been cutting off financial firms from state contracts uh, to, to keep this kind of concept out of West Virginia. Tell us about the success you've been able to achieve. 
Yeah, thank you. So what we've created here and at my request to the legislature was what's called the restricted financial institutions list. So if we have financial institutions that are boycotting the fossil fuel industry, they will be placed on a list that will then bar them from bidding on any state contracts and will also terminate any contracts in which they currently have with the state of West Virginia. We sent out six letters to financial institutions that I was authorized to do business with or was currently doing business with. To be clear, we contract out all of our services here, just like almost every other state in the country. And uh, it came back that five of those financial institutions, uh, after their appeal period, we found that they were boycotting the fossil fuel industries, and which for us is a clear conflict of interest, right? We generate a lot of money from the fossil fuel industries here in West Virginia, tax revenue specifically, but also jobs, uh, income tax, things of that nature. And so there's a clear conflict of interest there for us to hand over dollars generated from those industries to a financial institution that's trying to diminish those funds at the exact same time. So it did not make sense for us to continue to do business with those firms. Now, one of them actually changed their policy. U.S. Bank changed their policy and rolled back their prohibition on uh, lending to the fossil fuel industry. They had uh, prohibition on pipeline construction and also lending to thermal coal, for instance. They changed that policy, and that is a win. And that's how we're going to win against ESG, this environmental social governance movement. And look, I will tell you this. I might be the tip of the spear on this, but there is a whole army behind me that is going to be rolling out this exact same list and taking these exact same type of tactics. This is a national movement, and we're just going to keep fighting here from the little old state of West Virginia and fighting for our interests and our jobs and our economy. It is remarkable to see the impact. I mean, one company's buckled. Some of the other ones that you've put on the blacklist are pretty significant companies. Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan. Talk a little bit about their reaction and what sort of pressure now they may be feeling because of the action that you took. Well, of course, they came back and said, no, we are not boycotting the fossil fuel industry, which uh, I flatly reject that statement. Look, because perhaps they might do, for instance, maybe a little bit of work in the gas industry, or maybe they do a little bit of work in the oil industry, but they're still boycotting uh, thermal coal, for instance. It's not just one, it's all of them. It's coal, gas, and oil. Just because you might do business with gas, but then you boycott oil and coal, you are still having uh, put in place a really a prohibition on even a conversation. So it's a preemptive, uh, a preemptive denial of even having the conversation to be able to access capital. So you have to remember, this is really a coercive uh, movement that's happening, what I've kind of called coercive capitalism. And in many instances, it's economic extortion, where they're trying to get us to comply with their worldview as it relates to the environment um, in these industries. And we're not going to comply. We will not comply. We're going to protect our industries here. And they have distorted the free market, which is the saddest fact of this whole thing. And what we're trying to do, we're trying to make sure the free market remains free. And what we have done is taken an approach that is a free market solution. 
right? I'm a participant in the free market. I'm not a market regulator. And all we are doing is stating our preferences in the marketplace. If you'd like to do business with us, don't boycott our industries. If you'd like to boycott industries that are so important to us here in West Virginia, well, then you can do business somewhere else. We're not coercing them whatsoever. They're trying to use our tax dollars and in many times uh, also retirement dollars that you see happening in so many uh, instances as it relates to asset managers like BlackRock uh, to push forward their socialist uh, woke agenda. And we're not going to stand for it. It's amazing. We got about a minute left. You're the quarterback and you've got some other great players on the team. You got the state legislature, you got the attorney general. Talk a little bit about their roles. We got about 60 seconds left. Well, yeah, look, the legislature, I'm in talks with them now. We are looking at taking further action as it relates to this, uh, particularly in the pension realm. Uh, I think a great thing that's been talked about now in many states around the country is proxy voting, taking back our voice and our vote, right. not allowing uh, firms like BlackRock to vote against our own interest and our beneficiaries' interests. And so we're going to continue to push this ball down the field uh, until ultimately we win. And I do believe that we can win. And specifically, when we take back Congress, I think we're going to get a lot more help here on the federal level. Yeah. Well, Treasurer Riley Moore, you've done some amazing work. A lot of people around the country say they want to be just like West Virginia now. Pretty remarkable movement you've started and uh, a lot more impact, I suspect, in the near future. Thanks so much for joining us today. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on. Great honor, sir. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Jessica Anderson, Executive Director of Heritage Action for America, she's going to join us to tell us what other things are going on at the grassroots level in the States right after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back, everybody. Joining us now is Jessica Anderson, Executive Director of Heritage Action for America, our partner and sponsor for tonight's show. Jessica, great to talk to you. Thanks for having me, John. Great to be here. We've been having an amazing conversation about how all of these woke agendas are beginning to hit middle America and hurt middle America. And I want to start first with this ESG movement, this effort to force companies to uh, consider things that really aren't about the bottom line of re making return to investments or products and uh, services. Tell us a little bit why you're so concerned about this and why Hoffa is lobbying so hard to get rid of this. So the woke ESG movement is not only targeting businesses with these quote unquote guidelines that they have to follow, which are completely out of touch with, with the core competencies or the goal or the, or the purpose of the business, but it ends up also hurting us as Americans because we pay the cost for these woke agendas. Businesses then, instead of focusing on what product they're supposed to serve or the clientele that they have in mind, 
they're instead catering to this crazy left-wing woke agenda that is then driving this wedge between the consumer and the business. And what we found, John, as we dug into this, is that the reason the ESG guidelines or standards are so prolific across the country so quickly is not by accident. It's really because of the CCP and their hold that they want on American businesses to make us weak and ultimately to make us dependent on them. So there's a lot of really good reasons for conservatives to be worried about this and some great actions that everyone can take today to fight back. So you guys have set up a very important website, ESGHertz.com. And what's great about it, it, it shows the, how all of this uh, regulatory agenda is going to trickle down to everyday Americans. But it also has two pieces of model legislation that the Heritage Foundation has developed. Tell us a little bit about the solution side of this. That's right. Well, state governments and state lawmakers in particular have a huge responsibility here to fight back. They can protect state, state pensions. They can protect state investments and they can protect state contracts and they can literally make them bulletproof from these ESG standards. So the model legislation that you find at ESGHertz.com, activists can download it. They can walk into their state lawmaker and they can say, look, you want to get serious about fighting the woke corporate agenda? You want to get serious about fighting China? introduce and pass legislation like this that will protect our state interests and ultimately the Americans all across the country that really want to get out from underneath the heel of this radical agenda. Yeah, you had a great op-ed and I think it really woke me up even to the, the, the uh, long-term effects of the ESG uh, movement on energy development in America. Talk a little bit about how the SEC's rules is chilling future exploration for energy, something we need sorely as gas prices have been so high. Yeah, that's right. Every single one of us is feeling the pain at the pump. And so the Biden administration is so out of touch when they jammed through this SEC regulation that um, will put huge crippling effects on our American industry. Um, energy industry, and it certainly ensures that American energy is last when it comes to our, the world stage um, for energy exploration and, and importation across the, across the entire globe. And what we found with the SEC comment in particular, John, is that activists were so worried about this, especially given the timing, that in one week's time, we had over 5,000 public comments pushing back against the SEC. So I think that tells us that people are aware of this, they are awake to the dangers of this woke agenda. They don't want to see ESG permeate and cripple businesses or banks or any of us across the country. And we want people to get involved. We want them to take that same momentum from the comment portal and now drive it into these state legislative sessions as we begin uh, in earnest the 2023 sessions and, and finish up the year strong here, John. Yeah, and you know, it's so interesting. Uh, over the last two years, Heritage has had so many really great examples where you took the grassroots and you had a real impact. Everyday Americans made a difference on Title IX, on uh, uh, last year, some of the regulatory agenda of the Biden administration, uh, the uh, CRT, the curriculum in schools. If someone's sitting at home saying, you know, this sounds way too big for me, I don't have any way to have an influence on the Washington government. Tell us a little bit how everyday people can get involved and actually make a difference at the grassroots level. Look, whether you have one hour to give or you have 20 hours to give a week, we need help. The voice and the spirit of the grassroots movement across America is so strong, but it's only strong because people like you and I commit to calling our members of Congress, having relationships with our state lawmakers, knowing who our state treasurer is, 
our, our secretary of states uh, at the state level, our secretary of elections at the state level. All of these officials play such critical roles in dictating what our life looks like as Americans. And so as activists, we wanna have relationships with them. We wanna ensure that they know what we want, what we as conservatives want to see, not only for businesses, but for our families, for our schools, pushing back against CRT is a great example too, John. And so get involved, whatever, even if you only have an hour a week, we need that hour, the country needs it. And this is the hard work that will keep us moving forward. It sure is. And there's a really easy way to start that process. All you have to do folks is text the word ESG to 51776, 51776, text that, and you'll get uh, a great earning kit early on to get you started. You can also go to ESGHertz.com. Now we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Welcome back, everybody. Now, we've heard all about corporate boardroom activism and what legislators are doing to try to eliminate ESG. But our final guest is the author of many books, including the successful Woke Inc. I suggest you read that. It's a really great book. And he has since launched uh, Strive Asset Management to take on financial firms like BlackRock and Vanguard. He joins us now. His name is Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, let's start off here. I want to ask a little bit about uh, what firms, are, when they're out there setting out these ESG policies now, what is it going to do to the future of drilling in America? Are they going to thwart our ability to produce energy in the future? There's no doubt about it. I mean, the top investment managers in the world, including some of the firms that you named, BlackRock, Vanguard, I put State Street and Invesco on that list too. Right. What they're doing is they're aggregating the money of everyday citizens across this country, including probably viewers of this program. And they're using that to tell American energy companies to produce less oil, to frack for less natural gas, to stop producing energy, which has contributed to this generational energy crisis in the United States and around the Western world. And the irony is that actually the people who are picking up the slack in other parts of the world, in places like Russia and China, aren't bound by those same ESG constraints. I think that's a fiduciary breach. I think it is a, I think it's a, I think it's a form of financial scam. It's a, one of the biggest financial scams of the 21st century. But the good news is I think the everyday citizens, if they are able to wake up to this fact, they can realize that actually they have a voice and a vote with their own dollars. They don't have to delegate it over to firms like BlackRock and Vanguard. Yeah, such an important dynamic. Money does talk and money walks and the ability to actually use your investments to influence these companies, I think is gonna be great. About a year ago, you wrote an incredible book, Woke Inc. I, it was the first time I really began to understand how much the liberal agenda had sunk into the boardroom. Uh, what has happened in the past year since I hit the New York Times bestseller list? What's happened in the last year to advance the liberal cause? How much more progress have liberals made in the boardroom? Well, look, I think it's been a steady progress. In the last few months, we have seen it begin begun to abate as many of us have woken up and shine, shown a light on these issues. But the basic point I made in the book is that what happened over the last half decade is that government realized they didn't have to accomplish everything through the front door. Politics was messy, democracy is messy, balance of power is messy, the constitution is messy. So what they realized is actually you can use private companies to do through the back door what you could not accomplish through the front door under the constitution censor speech that the government couldn't censor directly, great. Give inducements and pressure to companies in Silicon Valley to censor that speech instead. 
Green New Deal can't pass it through Congress, no problem. Get private companies to sign the climate pledge instead, as many major financial institutions have effectively been pressured to do across the United States. So that's what happened. And, and the vehicle for doing it, the number one vehicle was the largest asset managers in the world, like BlackRock, effectively using their investment power and their voting power as an investor to mandate that companies behave this way. And then you ask what's in it for BlackRock, they get a lot of government favors in return. Great lines of business with the government, a lot of their alumni now staffing the Biden administration. So that's the way the game is played. And I, and I jokingly use, not, not really even jokingly, I mean, in somewhat, somewhat seriousness, use the term woke industrial complex to describe this in the book because it's not just one actor. It's well, capitalism is not one thing. It was, it was a complicated convergence of forces that created the politicization of corporate America and the politicization of capital. Now, the good news is in the last year, I, I wouldn't wanna take all the credit for it, but my book, the others who have shown a light on this issue have begun to awaken people to this game that's being played with their own money, their own dollars and their own voice. And so I think we're beginning to see a turning of the tides that could be quite positive if there are actual alternatives in the marketplace, if there are actual leaders in the civic and political sphere of our lives who can take up this issue as well. Yeah, we've had some of them on the show today. States like Texas and uh, Florida are beginning to say, hey, you're not going to get our, our pension business if you're a woke investment company. How much impact is that going to have? The fact that big, large state pension funds might be off the table for a BlackRock in the not so distant future. Well, one of the simple principles is that if you're a fiduciary, as an asset manager, you're a fiduciary, you cannot be a good fiduciary to clients who have different interests from one another. I don't think this is necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, it's just a truth, which yeah. is to say that I'm not sure that you can have one asset manager appropriately represent the interests of California and Texas at the same time when California's interests do not fully align with those of Texas or New York's and the state of West Virginia. And at the end of the day, there's no God-given right for one firm to say, I have to control $10 trillion and then effectively talk out of both sides of my mouth to keep everyone's money under my management. At the end of the day, you have in this country, a diverse base of clients, a diverse base of citizens with diverse views. That's what American democracy is about. Some people may want to use their capital, their own money to say, I wanna advance environmental agendas or cultural agendas in the boardroom. And that's fine, it's a free country, they're free to do that. But what they shouldn't be free to do is drag everyone else along with them. And so what I predict we're going to see is a bifurcation of the market to say that, you know yeah. what, there doesn't have to be one firm that controls 10 plus trillion dollars. Instead, there may be different firms that each serve different segments of the market. And it so happens that I believe that the biggest segment of that market, what most Americans want, is to tell American corporations to stay out of politics, to focus on making products and services for real people and make a profit doing it. That's what most people want out of corporate America. That's a big part of why I founded Strive, because as simple as that might sound, no one was really delivering that voice as a financial institution or as a shareholder in corporate America. That's what we're changing. Yeah, no doubt about it since your book, it did. Now you got another book coming out on September 13th. Congratulations, Nation of Victims. The use of victimization to sell some of these policies is very powerful. Sometimes it's very misleading. We got about a minute left. Tell us a little bit about what that book's gonna show us. The book is about the new national identity in America built around victimhood. It pays to be a victim. And at the end of the day, we live in a culture that prioritizes, it conflates hardship with victimhood. Well, the case I make in the book is actually part of what it means to be American isn't to be a victim. It is to pursue excellence unapologetically. We've lost that, but we can get it back. And this isn't a Republican idea or a Democratic idea. It's an American idea. And I'm proud to say that book, Nation of Victims, it's, it's going to be out on September 13th. I think it critiques both Republicans and Democrats at times. So it's not a partisan book, 
but I do hope that every American takes something away from it. Oh, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be a great book. We'll see. We'll about 30 seconds left. Uh, what can an individual investor, you're sitting here listening to, I don't want my money to go to woke stuff. What can they do to get in the game? Well, look, I, I think the number one thing to do is to educate yourself, to recognize that at the end of the day, it is your money. And with your money comes a vote, a voice and a vote in the boardroom. Don't let somebody else use that voice and vote in a way that you disapprove of. Now, that's a big part of why I founded Strive. Strive's a new asset management firm competing with BlackRock. We listed our first exchange-traded fund on the New York Stock Exchange a few weeks ago. That was a U.S. energy fund. That one is called Drill, D-R-L-L. But I hope that's the first of many, right? This is not about Strive. It's about something bigger, yeah. which is about empowering everyday individuals and investors yep. to at least take back the power for themselves. That's effectively what I think the future holds. Such an important thing. And it started with your book a year ago. You did start a movement, Vivek. We're for, and forever grateful for what you started. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. All right, folks, it is an honor to have had you join us. We're so lucky to have these conversations that the rest of the media are afraid to have. It's made possible because of the incredible partner we have tonight, Heritage Action for America, of course and Just the News and Real America's Voice being able to work together to put on a forum like this. Now, if you're inspired and you want to do something, you can get involved by texting ESG. That's really easy to remember. ESG to 51776-51776. Or you can visit Heritage Action's website, ESGHertz.com. Two valuable things. I also want to say before we go tonight, I hope God blesses you this on this extraordinary week as we head into the fall, that you may have a wonderful week with your family. God bless you and good night. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. 
Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, Text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.